Hey friends, welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. So happy to be here with you today. Hey, the music in the background continues to be from our good friend, Mr. Drew Holcomb. I just love him. I hope you're catching him out on tour when he is going around and singing all the songs from his new album, Dragons. Today on the show is my buddy, Brian Dixon. His new book, Start With Your People, just released. I think y'all are really gonna like this conversation all about, uh, and there are just so many of you guys who maybe you're in Hope Writers. If you are if you are a writer and you're not in Hope Writers, you need to go check it out, hopewriters.com. But uh, many of you are writing, want to be writing professionally, maybe speaking professionally. And Brian Dixon is a coach to many people in our world who are doing this as their full-time job. And not only is this an interesting conversation about that, but it's about his transformation as a person over the last couple of years. And I will tell you, it it really, it, it really changed me. So I am really grateful for him. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with my friend, Brian Dixon. We don't very often get to have business conversations on here. I'm so excited. But we're really going to do this. So I have a secret personal mission for being here. Okay. I want to redeem threes for you. Uh, do you know what's super funny <laughs> is someone texted me, a mutual friend of ours, Yep. <laughs> texted me this morning and said, he's a, he's totally a three. And I was like, Watch oh out. boy. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of like, I don't know. What does that mean he's going to be? So you're an Enneagram three. Um, yes. I feel, I, I don't dislike Enneagram threes. After <laughs> we did our Ennea summer shows back in June, I was really sympathetic toward threes. Like y'all, I, my sympathy grew toward threes more than anyone else. I think we all have that realization. I'm sure you've talked about this hundreds of times before, but when you when you really discover your type, it's sort of like this depressing moment of like, uh. oh no. And threes don't necessarily see it that way. Like at first I was like, of course I am. This is great. And like 2019 is a yeah. wonderful time to be alive as a three because like that's what the world celebrates. Everybody celebrates you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then the, the challenge with being a three is I don't feel, like I don't really know how I feel until about three days later. Oh, that's interesting. And then it hits me. Mm -hmm. So I could have a really difficult conversation, and which you do in business, right? So you have a difficult conversation with somebody, and they're on the other end of the uh, other side of the table, and maybe there's tears in their eyes, or like there's this emotion coming through, and you're just like, I can't process that. Like, let me just focus on the goal. Uh huh. And then like three days later, it hits you, and you're like, I was such a jerk. Oh wow. And now it's like it's almost like it's too late to do anything about it. Yeah. You know. And so my friends. How does that play out with you and Julie? Your wife. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, do y'all have like, okay, in three days, I'm going to have something to say. Yeah, she she, What's she has learned. She's a one. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I, I prefer the term uh, reformer as a, as opposed to perfectionist. Sure. Because she's really, so. What does she prefer? <laughs> oh, she prefers not to be labeled. Ah, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well done. But uh, for being married to a one as a three, I've, I've realized that I, I can get something to about 95%. Yeah. And I can never get it to a hundred percent because yeah. she's always going to find something that needs to be improved. Yeah. But when when I'm so solid in an idea that, and I haven't checked in with her, that's where it's going to like crash and burn. Oh, because you've taken it all the way to the finish line and yeah. you haven't let her do the checks along the way. That's right. Yeah. So I've really learned to like just rely on the wisdom of your spouse, uh -huh. and especially because she's she's the kind of person she can walk into a room and she sees the three things, not that are broken, but the three things that would make it even better. Yes. Like even more yeah. perfect. Yeah. Right. And so for me, I'm just like, let's let's ship it. Let's get out out the door. Let's go. Let's go sell a bunch. Yeah. You know. And for her, she's seeing it as. How can we make the experience an even better for people? Yes. We're about the same age. Tell me mm -hmm. what how your life would have been different if you'd have known the Enneagram as a college student. 
it would have changed everything. Yeah, for it me too. Would have changed everything. Yeah. So I was in a life-changing car accident freshman year of college. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I went to this little Bible college up in Canada. Yeah. It's the worship leader because of course the three has to be the worship. Yeah, leader, for right? sure. At You're the on Bible stage. College, yeah. On stage. You know who else was the worship leader? Oh, <laughs> Satan. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not saying he's a three. I'm just making a tiny, a tiny connection. Oh my word. <laughs> But it's true. It's the pride of life, right? It's Mm. like, so anyway, so freshman year of college, I was the worship leader. We were going to this day of prayer. So February yeah. February 20th in Canada, when it's it's supposed to be uh, snowy, it's sure, a snowy yeah. day. Yeah. There was this freak rainstorm the night before. Okay. And so all the roads were a sheet of ice. Oh, wow. And I woke up early with my band in the in the car. Our van wouldn't start, so we took the car. Driving across, you know, t- like 20 minutes away to go to this uh, church because our college took the whole day off for a day of prayer. And cool. uh, and we were on our way early because we were gonna get a setup for the the worship team, and my car couldn't uh, couldn't stop driving across the highway and no brakes because the road was a sheet of ice. Yeah, and so skid right onto the interstate, and another car, same thing, coming down the interstate couldn't stop and just got hit. You know, they call it T-boned, right? It got yeah. hit hit right on driver's side door, leaned over the middle of the car, crashed, should have died. Yeah. Close my eyes, op- open them just a few seconds later and realize like this life is a gift. You know, really? I, I should have died that day. And I wish I I wish I knew I was an Enneagram three. Yeah. Because recovering from that accident, three doctors told me I'd never walk again. Now I've done triathlons and right. marathons, right? right? But but if I knew then that the way I see the world is through accomplishment, and if I were to really surrender that to the Lord, how much he would have like in in his kindness, right? His kindness leads us to repentance. And in his kindness, he he I, I just believe I could have seen so many other like I was burning bridges left and right in with with the goal of accomplishment and and realizing that all I needed to do, all I needed to do, Annie, was just say like, hey, you want to come with me? Like just mm. bring people with you. Mm. That's all it is. And, and even to slow you were down. You're just so driven. So to get driven. Yeah. So just just burning relationships left and right for years, for mm. years. But here's the redemptive part. 20 years later, this was like four weeks ago, this summer, 20 year college reunion, I'm back at the same corner where I had that accident. Oh, wow. And we had, and we uh, had brought a film crew. And so we're, we're filming like, you know, testimonial stuff and, and hearing people's stories and hearing the stories of redemption through that accident. And also how like the Enneagram specifically has changed the way I see the world. Yeah. Because I mean, you and I have kind of known each other for a while. Yeah, yeah. And I know we have a lot of mutual friends and many of them will say, Brian is a hard driven entrepreneur who will focus on the projects over people. And my lesson that I've learned in the last couple of years is turning towards people, yeah. right? Owning my stuff and and using my like ninja skill of accomplishment as a way to empower people to really serve people well. Right. And at first I thought it was more like, no, I'm just, I'm just a ninja assassin. Like I can just make projects awesome. But what I realized is if I don't bring people with me and if I don't check in on little things, like I think little things like my tone and the words I say, yeah. that that's what it's all about. I always thought it was tangential, but I realized it's it's essential, right? Mm-hmm. That's the most important mm-hmm. part is the way we connect and communicate with each other. Yeah. Are you still friends with the other guys that were in the band? Oh yeah, we played a reunion show. Oh my gosh, it was did incredible. You really? yeah. And we were better. Here's the Everybody funny part. Everybody survived the wreck. Everybody, yeah. yeah. We all survived. I had the the I had 26 breaks in my hip and pelvis oh and my, gosh. my the the singer in the band, she cut her ear. Like that was the only ah. uh, you know, so uh, trauma though, right? Major trauma. Right. right. Major trauma. And here's one of the lessons like 
God in his providence like showed me this thing. The cause of the accident was the ice, but the reason I didn't die was the ice because there was no friction. So when the car got hit, the car oh, just, just kept slid. going. It just yeah, slid. Yeah. It just slid like a hockey puck. It just right. kept sliding. And in the same way, so much of, of, of life, when we mess up, the obstacle is the way, right? The thing that caused the pain is also the solution to moving forward. Ah. And so my threeness, right? My yeah. my accomplishment and drivenness and, and real directness mm-hmm. uh, is also the solution to my relationships. Yeah. So just like thinking about how your weakness is also your strategic advantage, you know what I mean? Right. And just looking at it and just like owning it and just going, hey, you guys all know, like I'm a three, I'm probably gonna dominate this conversation. I'm probably gonna mo- wanna move this thing forward and maybe like put it in a package and sell it. So like, just know that. And I'm okay with you saying like, we don't need to do that and yeah. just being present. And that's really what I've been learning the last couple of years. Yeah, you're a doctor. Doctor in education. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. amazing. Why? <laughs> what made you do all that work? Um, I th- probably that that drive for achievement. Uh-huh. Probably that. You know, actually, I was a, a first year teacher. I call myself like I was a freshman teacher. A first yeah. year teacher. I was a seventh grade language arts teacher okay. in Columbia, South Carolina, which yes. is not known for its educational levels. Right. Uh-huh. It's like kind of lower end of the of the education spectrum. And so I was teaching seventh grade English to kids who literally couldn't read. Mm. And seventh graders who can't read. Seventh graders who couldn't read. Wow. And I have a nine-year-old like now. Who, right. It's amazing. He could read two years ago, three years right. ago, you know? And so we had this, we had this uh, in-service where they bring in like a district person to like train us. And uh, and this lady walks in and she's like three years older than me. Uh-huh. But we canceled the whole school day so we could listen to her. And I'm looking at her and going, why? Like, how did she get there? It's because right. she had a doctoral degree. Mm. So I'm like, I need to go get a doctoral degree so that I can be a teacher and I can help other teachers because I just saw uh. that, you know, I, I mean, I, I love teachers, but there are some teachers that are there just for the paycheck. And there are other teachers that really show up for their kids. Yeah. And I just always wanted to be one of those teachers. Yeah. You know, I used to teach school too. That's amazing. Yeah. I used to teach fourth and fifth grade. I love that. And so, and I do, I mean, something someone said to me very early in teaching is if you're going to teach for 30 years, yeah. teach 30 years, don't teach one year 30 times. So good. And I was, and that really impacted me. I remember, I mean, I would have days where I'd go, I just taught, Yeah. I just taught one year 30 times today. Right. And I would have those days and go like, you can't do this. You can't do this. These kids matter too much. Absolutely. Yeah, it's um, a process of reflection of like what worked, what didn't. And I, th- this is now a daily practice for me. It's like at the end of the day, what worked, what didn't. And I've learned as an Enneagram 3, who do I need to apologize to? <laughs> what worked and what didn't and who did I bulldoze? I end, yeah. yeah, I end my day that way. I'm yeah. like, okay. And, you know, I'm a, a person of faith. And so I look at it and I'm just like, Lord, like who do I need to go repair those broken that broken relationship? Yeah. That I just like I, I started lighting the bridge on fire today and uh-huh. I don't want it to burn. Uh-huh. So let me go put that fire out. And often it's a quick, uh, I love Voxer. Voxer is like my oh, tool of choice. Great. Because I can because I can reach out to to somebody like that I had a conversation with that day and just say, hey, you know, I'm shutting down the day, but I just want to check in with you because I know that was a difficult meeting today or yeah. I, I know that was a that was a hard conversation and I just want to make sure we're good. Like, yeah. is there anything I need to own? Is there anything I need to apologize for? That's a new Brian. <laughs> like yeah. that was not Brian two years ago. Yeah. Just Why? realizing. What happened in the last two years? Oh, I want to read you this and then you're going to answer me. Please, A a mutual friend of ours said, he is the first experience I ever had with a man asking forgiveness and it rearranged me. Oh my word. Yes. I love that. That's what our mutual friend said about you today. So 
so the story behind that, two years ago. So I started, you and I met probably five years ago, yeah. five or six so years you ago. Met, you met yeah. pre, pre. Uh, but I didn't know. I, I thought you were great then. Thank you. So. <laughs> Wow. Well, see, that's that's uh, a three is a chameleon, right? Like we can yeah. we can we can walk into a room and we can say, what's like, who do I need to be in this moment? Yeah. Who do I need to be in this moment? I started working with Ian Cron about two years ago. We did a course together, and so I got to. So he knew my number, and he yeah. was just voracious and like going like, this is where I see you being a three, and he's he was so good at that, and it it just. It's like when somebody knows something about you that you don't know for yourself and it's like, it takes you a while to kind of figure it out and then you mm -hmm. can see it, mm -hmm. you know? And so in, in working with him and then I was also working with a business coach and I was trying to figure out like, what's what's my next thing? Cause I'm such a behind the scenes guy. I was working with a lot of mutual friends, you know, female faith-based entrepreneurs, bloggers and speakers yeah. and and being the behind the scenes strategist. Yeah. And people kept asking me to, to teach and, and to come speak at their conference or, or lead their webinar or whatever. And I was trying to figure out like, what's my message? Like, what do I do? And this was two years ago. It was about two, two and a half years ago okay. that I just started that journey. I started having a conversation with with uh, an agent about maybe writing a book. And I, I just saw that as like, I'm not clear, right? Because I believe clarity leads to confidence. Like you, yeah. you need to be clear. And that's what I do now. I, I, I help people get clarity, but I didn't have it for myself. Because One hard. of my favorite dating tips is yeah. clarity is kindness. Oh, I love the that. clearer you are, it's the kinder you are. Yeah, it's so good. Right. So. so it's hard for us to read our own label. And I think we need mm -hmm. other people who who love us, right? Who can who can look at us and go, you got this, like, you got something in your eye right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you got something. And so my coach, Mike, he said, you know, Brian, if you really want to take your life to the next level, which is like my love language is next level. Right, you right, know? right. He said, you got to do a 360 assessment. You got to really hear what people think. So Annie... <laughs> That's awful. 360, it's, that's right. 360 degrees. People in a circle around your life saying, you got, you got something in your shoe. You know, you got, you got this blind spot. So send out this anonymous survey. And at first. Oh, I can't. This makes my stomach hurt even hearing <laughs> about it. I, I will not do this. I can't imagine. It's hard. An anonymous survey to everyone who loves you about what's wrong with you. I started with everybody who loves me. And then again, the Lord in his kindness said, you got to send it to this person too. Oh, wow. And you got to send it to this person. And here's another list of people you got to send it to. And you got to log into that old email you haven't checked for three years and go find those broken relationships and go send them the secret link as well. Oh, this is awful. <laughs> so 53 people took it. I don't know who took it still to this day. And once you take this anonymous survey, you could send the link to somebody else. So I know that people who I, I own it, right? I, I had these broken relationships in my life. I'm, I'm convinced that a few of them sent it to the other people who I'd yeah. also hurt, yeah. right? And so essentially a 360 assessment is three main questions. Like wh what makes Annie awesome? Like what, what is Annie great at? You don't have to say Annie, I'm never uh, doing this. I'm <laughs> never doing this, but go ahead. What makes Annie awesome? What makes Annie awesome, which is fun to read. Where is Annie stuck or what's she terrible at? And if you could tell Annie anything, what would you say? And again, it's anonymous, so they can just say whatever they want. And no, they don't have to add their name to it. So 53 people took that over the course of like five days. And I, you're not even allowed to like look at it until it's done, right? So, yeah. so I log in after it's all done. And it was like an 18-page report. And the first five pages are all the things Brian's awesome at. I skipped over to page six. Yeah, for sure. Like I don't even need to know that. I already so know I that. I would do the same. Yeah, right? I would do the same. Yeah. And I start reading through it. And one of them is, when you have Brian's attention, it's like being in the sunlight. But when you don't, it's like being in the shade and the shadow. Oh, wow. And it was like, oh. And there was another one that said, Brian often puts projects over people. 
And going back to my car accident, freshman year of college, I should have died. My life is not my own, right? I'm bought with a price. We all know this, but I got to live it. Yeah. Like I literally should have died. God gave me a second chance to show up for people and I had just wasted 20 years. Mm. 20 years of projects over people, 20 years of trying to accomplish and not care about the results, uh, not care about the, 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 the way that I was breaking people in the process, through my words, through my actions, through my ver voracious focus on results, and it just wrecked me. And I realized it has to start at home, so it has to start with forgiveness to Julie, just to look at her and go, hey, am I, is this, am I, did I do that to you? And if I did, you know, I'm owning it 100%. And then I started sending out these apology emails, like, dear so-and-so, like, I know we haven't spoken for two years and I've really screwed something up and I want you to know that I, I see it now. I'm sorry I haven't, but I see it now and I want to ask for your forgiveness. And it was really hard as a three not to like make excuses yeah. or like explain like bullet point, like this is what I saw and just blanket, you know. That's brutal. I'm sorry. Yeah. Most people wrote me back immediately. Brian, no problem. Love you anyway. Thanks yeah. so much. Yeah. And uh, three three months later, so that was that was good. That was pretty redemptive. But about three months later, I was speaking at this female blogger conference, and on the stage, and I'm just being a three, right? I'm just like giving them strategy, and so excited to be there, and 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 you know, really delivering from the stage. Yeah. And as if there was a spotlight all the way in the back of the room at this you know conference center thing, I saw this lady, and it had been like three years uh -huh. and we had a project. She had paid a deposit. I, you know, got the strategy going. Never, you know, there's just miscommunication. She got busy. There was a move involved, all kinds of things. And long story short, there was this bitterness she'd, she'd been harboring towards me. I didn't even, I wasn't even aware of. Uh -huh. But again, the Lord, like, like a spotlight on her yeah. said, you need to go make that right. Yeah. And I wasn't even man enough to do it at the, at the event. Yeah. I waited like three more days. Yeah. And then I sent her an email out of the blue, like completely out of the blue, not even know if it's her still her email address. I said, hey, listen, I saw you at the event and I just realized that I've got some unresolvedness with you and I wanna own it and I'm, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? And she wrote back immediately and said, if you were really sorry, you would refund my deposit from three years ago. Oh my gosh. And it was, it was a significant amount. It was, yeah. it was about Christmas time. You know, we've got little kids and yeah. we have trips and stuff like that. And so I went downstairs because it worked Is that all home. she said? If you're really sorry, If you're really you'll serious, you'll, you'll refund. That was her response. What's her name? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm just kidding. I was I've never said her name, but she knows the story. And she's told the story too. Yeah. So yeah. That, that in and of itself is redemptive. But um, so I walked down. Emily P. Freeman. <laughs> now you run Help Riders together. No, I'm just kidding. It's not Emily, I'm sure. It's not Emily, but no, no, no. Emily's amazing. So I walked downstairs and I said to Julie, hey, there's this client from like three years ago. And I think I need to like, I think God's asking me to give her money back. And Julie's like, whatever you need to do, like wisdom of, yeah. a, of an amazing godly wife, right? Yeah. So I walk back upstairs. I write her back and I say, sure, like, let me know what 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 would it take? Like, what's what's the number? And she she said, you know, this is what I paid, but you know, just half of it's fine. You know, so she said the number, log into PayPal, send her the money. And there's like, you can put a note when you send people yeah. money on PayPal. And I said like, thank you for considering forgiving me or something like that. It yeah. wasn't even like assuming she'd forgive me. It was just like the first step. And then I kept checking my email. Like, did she oh, get yeah, it? You know, what does she say? And it was, I think it was like 15 minutes, but it felt like forever. Right. 
And she, the, the email she wrote back was one I've, I've literally printed and I have in a drawer that I'll go look at when I'm having a hard day. Yeah. She wrote, I'm thankful to know that there are people like you in the world. Mm. Turned an adversary yeah. to an advocate. Yeah. Because, and that's the power of forgiveness. Right. And that's the power of like owning our junk, you know? And wow. that's, that's been what I've been learning. Like that's yeah. what it means to start with your people. It's all about like looking around the people that are already in your life. Because so many people, especially you guys listening right now that like want to grow your Instagram or like be a speaker or whatever, it's like you think that you have to go find new people. Mm-hmm. But the truth is you've got to start with the people that are already in your life. Yes. And that might be your uncle. <laughs> you know, that might be yeah. your neighbor. That might be the person across the table from you, at, at the breakfast table from you. But if you're not showing up for them and you're not seeing them and serving them well, Mm -hmm. then like all the money and fame and audience in the world is eventually gonna gonna kill you. It's gonna burn you out because you're not showing up filled up. You're not showing up as an authentic, vulnerable person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've cried more in the last year than I have in my entire life, but it's from a place of empowerment, right? It's from a place of of truth and it's from a place of service. And um, I'm still learning. (laughs) I'm sure I I hurt four people's feelings today, probably on the way here. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But like, let me, let me own it. Yeah. You know, let me own it. And if I, if I can do that, then who knows what the ripple effects will be. Yeah. Like that's what's so powerful and so encouraging. And as a three, that's what drives me. Right. Is to see people be healed and see people set free because I'm sharing my awkward, like really messy story. Yeah. I think it's really interesting. Like one of the things you said is you could end up burning out when you get to the end of this, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's interesting for faith people to remember that a growing audience doesn't mean the person growing it is healthy. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean God's blessing necessarily. A lot of times it does. It right. means that God's hand is on something and it's moving forward. Yeah. But but only the person who's growing the audience can tell you whether they're healthy in it. Even maybe not them, even their counselor oh. or, or their people. But do you know what I mean? Versus going like, yeah. oh, well, look how fast that star is rising over there. She must be, oh. she must be doing something really right. That may not be true. Yeah. And we'll only know in time. That's right. But it is significantly easier for me to write up a strategy of how the podcast can reach mm-hmm. another group of people than it's reaching right now yep. than it is for me to get to know my next door neighbor. Isn't that funny? I mean, it's just, I... So true. The other day we were walking up the stairs at the same time and I was like, if you don't speak to her, Mm -hmm. what does that actually say? And and so I was like, I'm tired and my arms are full of stuff. And, you know, like, I was like, hi. And I said, we know each other. So I said her name, you know, said hello and asked how she was. And and the whole time I was going like, this is not what I want to do, but this is who I want to be. I love that. And that, that matters to me. It matters so much. It's everything. Yeah. So true true story. This is now three weeks ago where I'm down, like getting my the message of my book out, right? So I'm like at a conference in Orlando, Florida. I'm in Charlotte. I live in Charlotte. So I'm down in Orlando and I hear that my next door neighbor, same age as me, has a kid the same age as one of my kids, died of a heart attack. Oh my gosh. Next door neighbor, Dan. Like I know Dan. Yeah. Like we've, we've lived in our house about three months. Like I've talked to Dan probably 30 times. I yeah. know Dan. He died of a heart attack. And it just hit me like you only have today. Yeah. You do. You yeah. only have today. The only words that I have are the words I'm saying to you right now, looking right. in your eyes and right. saying them to you right now. Let them be words that heal. 
Let them be life-giving words because you only have today. I wish the 18-year-old Ryan knew that. Mm -hmm. I think I did for a little while, but then what happens is we just get flooded with busyness, you know, and we get flooded with opportunity and, you know, we just, we just see all the shiny things that just distract us Mm -hmm. from what's important. Mm -hmm. And if you look at Christ, like, what did he do? Like he showed up for people. He sat down with the woman at the well. He let the kids come hang out with them. Like he like looked people in the eyes. If you look at the the men who are accusing the woman caught in in adultery, what did he do? I just think he looked at them Mm -hmm. and they just knew who they really were. Yeah. They had to walk away. And they had to walk away. Yeah. Well, they didn't have to, I guess. They could right. have stood, but they chose. They all chose to walk away. Yeah. When he looked him in the eye. Yeah. Hey, friends! Just interrupting this conversation with Brian to tell you about our friends over at Flamingo. Okay, you guys, I have to tell you this story involving Flamingo. A couple of weeks ago at an event, someone walked up to me and was mentioning a couple of different things they have started using because they've heard me talk about it on the podcast, and. Flamingo razors was one of them. I just loved it so much. Because listen, I don't know about you, but I love that feeling of sliding into bed after you shaved your legs. It's finally cool enough to start burrowing all the way into a fresh pair of sheets. And there's nothing better than sliding in with freshly shaven, moisturized, but not sticky legs. And these Flamingo products are products you guys can trust. I trust them and use them all the time. It feels like there are new body care products launching every day. And because we have so many choices, your best bet is to look for products that have been vetted by experts, doctors, beauty editors, uh, me, I don't know, (laughs) making sure that they're the ones testing the products, making thoughtful and trustworthy and important decisions. And that's important to Flamingo too. Flamingo makes body care for women with hair, a great razor, shave gel, and body lotion that really works. Hair removal can be such a chore, and that's okay, but Flamingo Shave Set is anything but routine. It's a $22 value. You may have seen it in stores, but for you guys, it's $16 with free shipping. I, as I've told you, I absolutely love the Flamingo Shave Set. I take it on the road with me. I have one at home with me. They make for an incredibly close and soft shave as well as just being really good razors that hold up for a long time. Think about it. You probably spend more than $16 on razors and blades already. With the Flamingo Shave Set, you can upgrade for less or the same as you're paying now, including the parts you skimp on, like shave gel and exfoliating lotion. They even send you a shower holder. Flamingo Shave Set features their award-winning products for just $16, and it ships free directly to your door. If I were you... I would try the Flamingo Shave Set. It's a $22 value for just $16 with free shipping today when you visit shopflamingo.com slash Annie. Again, that's shopflamingo.com slash Annie. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends at Kettlebell Kitchen. Y'all, listen, these meals are so good. Nutrition is on everybody's mind, mine included. What, when, and how much you eat, it's a mess of conflicting information that can confuse anyone and derail your fitness journey. What I love about Kettlebell Kitchen is that they know that meal planning isn't one size fits all, which is why they offer a personalized solution. People's lives can change when you change their food. You guys know that's why we've had people like Danielle Walker on the show. And that's been my experience in my life too, is when you change what you eat, it really changes your life. Kettlebell Kitchen was founded by two army veterans who are also brothers and a chef with a mission to help people change their lives through food. Their goal is to help you achieve yours with meal plans that are tailored to your needs. And their team of nutritionists will help you create a substantial health plan that honors your body's unique needs. 
So you can either sign up for a plan or order a la carte. No long-term contracts are required. And they're delivered to your door twice a week for optimal freshness. You don't need to worry about sourcing ingredients or fretting over macros. Just heat, serve, and get the food you need for real sustainable change. And I love that all their meals are free of dairy, soy, and artificial sweeteners. And made from ingredients naturally free of gluten. There are vegetarian, keto, Whole30, and paleo options. You can even filter, you guys, this is crazy, by your calorie, protein, fat, and carb limits so you get exactly the right food for your unique needs. I have loved eating these Kettlebell Kitchen meals. I think you will too. Feed the champion in you with Kettlebell Kitchen. Go to kettlebellkitchen.com and enter the code that sounds fun for $25 off each of your first two orders for new customers. Again, that's $25 off for each of your first two orders at kettlebellkitchen.com with the code that sounds fun. And now back to my conversation with Brian. We are recording this a little bit earlier than it's coming out because you're in town. And I like it much, much so better funny. when we get to sit across the table from each yes. other. But currently in our lives, there are multiple people's children who are really sick yes, or um, injured. And it has just had me thinking that along that same lines of you only have today of like, man, it is just a miracle when mm -hmm. we're okay. Every day. I mean, well, just life expectancy. You yeah. Know, just like I, I go to math, like that's just the way I, my brain works. But like the fact that we get to, that we're as healthy as we are, mm -hmm. it's just amazing. And it's, what's so funny is like, we think we invented it. Like we think we, we made it up, you know, mm -hmm. but the reality is like, we are so blessed because of all the sacrifices that people have made before us. Like let us, right. right. For such a time as this, like let us show up in the culture that we're in. God in his providence put us in 2019 when we can record this thing for free and right. people are listening to this right now, like yep. in their kitchens. Right. Like, that's got to blow your mind. <laughs> right. Just the opportunity of that. Right. You know, and so if we're not leading with authenticity, if we're not leading with vulnerability, like what's the point? Yeah. 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 So what are we doing? If what you're not doing? taking care of today, what are you doing? I know that's, I just think the world is very broken. <laughs> we right. are very lucky. It is a miracle every day. We're healthy. Mm -hmm. We should be doing something that matters. Yeah. Uh, you're one of my very, very favorite business guys Thank to you. follow and talk to. I want you to speak to something that people talk to me a lot about. Okay. Um, it happened to me two weeks ago, a woman who's in leadership, said, well, I'm working on this and I'm working on this, but I don't, I don't want to self-promote. Right. I don't want to tell anybody. Right. That feels gross. Everybody says it feels gross to self-promote. Mm -hmm. Tell me why it is actually Christ-like to tell people about the work you're doing. Oh, so good. I love that question. Yeah, me too. You know, and, and we, you mentioned Emily before. So, so Emily P. Freeman and her dad, Gary, and, and I are just- I love Gary so much. Right? Ugh. Just like, what is this life that I'm like so honored and blessed to like know them? Like yeah. just know them. Yeah. Gary and I yeah. drove to Orlando together. So we were in the car- From Charlotte? From Charlotte. We, Why'd so, you drive? You know, we took video. Planes. We took video gear and Oh, and I was like, thing. Brian. <laughs> so how many hours? 10? It was like eight and a half there oh, and eight and a half howie's back. Howie. And I, I'm poor Gary. Like- you know, he's, he's a, he's a nine, he's a peacemaker and I'm a, I'm a three. So I'm just talking marketing strategy the whole way. Uh -huh, you know, and you can right, just tell like he's right, done, you know, right. but like, I'm, it's incredible to, to know, to know these people, but then also to, to co-run Hope Writers together. And yeah. Hope Writers is, is 3000 members now. It's insane. That's unbelievable. Right? That's and amazing. so I get to hear that question often. It's, I just want to write words that matter, but I don't want to market them. Like, yeah. I don't want to have to like sell things, right? I just want to serve people. But, but what I've realized is that 
it's it's actually a continuum. It's it's not like do one and then the other. It's yes. actually part of the process. Yeah, it's letting people in, and um, if you really struggle with sales, like one of the best things to do is just say like, what are you working through right now? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you working through? You know, to, if you're trying to get you're trying to get a speaking engagement at a church, and you're like, I don't know, like, what do I do? Just send an email and just say, Hey, this is what I do. I would love to know, like, how can I serve you today? Mm-hmm. Like, where are you guys stuck? Like, what yeah. are what are some of your goals? Where are you stuck? Like, maybe yeah. we can figure something out. That's what it is, and and it's such a difference because I think we've both been on the receiving end of like pitches, right? Where somebody's yep. like trying to trying to work with you. The ones that show up and say, "Hey, I've been paying attention. I've noticed you're going this direction." And I have a couple ideas that might help you. Like, can we schedule a call? Or here are the ideas. Yeah. Like no strings attached. Those are the people I want to work with, right? Those are the people that really show up and are bringing their best. And, yeah. and that's that's the key. It's you are writing for a person. Your product, your course, your coaching program, your uh, your essential oils, let's keep going, right? Your candles, like right. they're for a person, right? Yeah. They're to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. And so all you really do is just say, hey, raise your hand if you have this problem. Like raise your hand if you wish your marriage was better. Like, raise your hand if you wish you could finally figure out how to use social media. Raise your hand if you if you knew what kind of, if you wish you knew what kind of emails to write to your list, mm-hmm. okay? People raise their hand and I say, you guys are the ones I can help. Like I can help yeah. you. I can't do a lot of things. I can do a couple things really well and a lot of things really horribly. Right. <laughs> so let me just focus on the things that I can do well because right. the truth is what's obvious to you is magic to other people, mm-hmm. right? And all of us have our obvious magic because of our education, our experience, our background, the relationships we have. Right. We have gone through a lot and none of it's wasted. Mm-hmm. Here we are and there are people that are struggling with what we have hard fought, uh, gotten this hard fought knowledge. Like now we have that knowledge and the knowledge is for a person. And so all you do is you just look back and you go, like for example, I've been married 17 years, okay? 17 years, three kids, run a business now for six years full time online, left left a traditional job. So let me look at that. Those are assets. Let me look at that and say, who could benefit from that? Let me look at a guy, we just had a breakfast this morning. Guys that have only been married a couple of years, no kids. I can help you. Yeah. Right. Or 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 bloggers who are just getting started and are feeling really overwhelmed. Right. I can help you. Right. So who can we help? That's really what sales is all about. It's just about showing up for the people who are stuck, where they they just can't see the the bridge across that river. But we have built the bridge ourselves. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's something Donald Miller said a million years ago that has yeah. stuck with me is, if you really believe the work you're doing is a gift to you you will share it with other people. And you will say, this changed me. I have to, why would I not tell you? That's right. It helped me when I read this in scripture, it helps me. Why would I not tell you? So good. And and so it's it's not that you are self-promoting, it's your sharing. You're sharing the gift that's been given to you and people can buy it. I always say, if people say, I want to write, but I don't want to market, I'm like, get a journal. Yeah. Write all you want. That's right. You can. You don't have to, a single person doesn't have to read it. If you want to write yeah. and it matter mm-hmm. and you don't ever want anybody to tell anybody it exists, That's you right. got a journal. Go yeah. for it. It, it. So in Hope Writers, we have these six stages. And so stage one is is writer. Stage two is author. Mm. There's a difference between being a writer and an author. A writer writes for themselves. An author writes for people. Yeah. And so to go from stage one to stage two means turning from the pages I'm writing for the words I'm writing on the page for myself yeah. to sharing them with people who are stuck, who, yeah. who need who need some help. 
Will you say all six levels or is that a secret? I don't have them memorized, but I can definitely look them up. So I'm fascinated. Yeah. I would like to. Yeah. I'm like, where am I on the six? Right. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. I would have, I'd have to look it up. Okay. But no worries. Yeah. That's why people should join Hope Writers. Like, That's right. Well, you just go to hopewriters.com slash quiz. Just take yeah. the free quiz and you'll find out exactly where you are. And then oh, we okay. made, we made a video of each one. So Emily, yeah. like. Emily's amazing. And she she gives it's like three or four minute little pep talk for each of the stages. Oh, brilliant. So wherever you are, you just go to hopewriters.com slash quiz, take the quiz. You'll get a little video from Emily, which will say like, hey, you're a three. Here's what it means. Yeah. And here's one little thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. You're not a three on the Enneagram. You're a three on yeah. levels. Right. Yes, you're you're on the levels. third level. Yeah, yeah. Emily's killing me right now because I don't remember them all. But No, it's you fine. Know. I'm an Enneagram seven because of my motivations. That's right. I In a lot of my behaviors, I'm an, I act like an eight. So my eight wing is really strong. Right. But my motivations are to run from pain, which is why I know I will never do an anonymous survey. But my, so I have a lot of entrepreneur. I mean, you know this about me. Yeah. This, we've talked That's about right. this. That's I right. love running a business and yeah. I love building a business. Um, but for our friends who are listening that are new at that, mm -hmm. like, I mean, that's your book, Start With Your People, mm -hmm. really is for anyone at any level of their business, men or women. Right. But what's like someone who's going, okay, I've got the idea. Yep. I'm ready to go. What's the first thing they do after they read Start With Your People? Yeah. The first thing to do is to go fix what's broken. Mm. Go. So, for example, let's say you want to give it a specific example. Like, what do they, what do they want sure. to do? Sure. Um, they want to... They want to start an Etsy shop love where it. they they make quilts out of t-shirts. I love t-shirt quilts. So fun. They make t-shirt quilts. They make t-shirt quilts. Okay, that's awesome. So you just look. Do for, you have a t-shirt quilt? I, my brother-in-law does. Yeah, my, I just love them. Yeah, yeah. Julie wouldn't let me have one. Yeah. But <laughs> I might get one and like hide in my closet somewhere. Yeah, you should. Yeah. I mean, what else do we do with all of our t-shirts from so college? Good. So good. You have to make them into a quilt. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. As as a three, I'm always like trying to optimize my life, right? And so I have a gravity blanket. That's my thing. Oh you know yeah, 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 yeah. A weighted one. A weighted one. Yeah. Does yeah. it make you lay still when you're sleeping instead of moving? It's like the one thing that will actually like calm me down. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have one too for when I'm like so panicky good. about things. Yeah. Yeah. Just a gravity blanket. I got the heaviest one. It's like a 25 pounder. So it's like oh like gosh. it's a, like a large like a person, person like landing on yeah. you. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well done. So that, that's my that's my t-shirt. Okay. Quilt. So our friend listening yeah. wants to start making t-shirt quilts professionally. Yeah. So the question is like, who has a t-shirt problem? That's the question. Right. right. College graduates. Cool. College graduates. So I would really niche down. Like that's what it means to start with your people's like figure out who is it that has that problem. Mm -hmm. And so start there. Probably start with the people that are already in your life. So literally posting it on your personal Facebook. Yeah. I've got this dream. Because people love to cheer on your dream. Yes, they really do. Yes. Like it's fun. Like social media is for entertainment, right? You, you talk about this, chase the fun. Yep. So go chase the fun. So what I would do if I were you right now and you want to start an Etsy shop is I would just post it on your personal profile and I'd just say um, like raise your hand, you know, like you type this, right? Like raise your hand if you have, no, no, you know what you do? You ask how many t-shirts they have in their closet. Uh, okay. That's what you do. Yeah. You say, I just cleaned out my closet and I realized that I have 34 t-shirts. Post how many t-shirts you have in your closet right now below. That's fun. Yeah, right? that's really fun. What are people going to do? They're going to take their phone with them. They're going to walk to the closet. They're going to count their T-shirts. And they're hoping that their number is bigger than 34. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right? right. Yep. And then, so now you started a conversation with them. So that's where you start. What what I've been doing, this is a, like kind of the the marketing strategy part of it. I learned this from, from my buddy, Rachel Miller, who does like amazing uh, Facebook page kind of engagement stuff. Yeah. So you ask the question first. And then you're basically looking for like that that top one percent of people who might who might actually buy who like actually have that problem, mm -hmm. and then you reach out to them individually. Mm -hmm. So let's say everybody who has more than a hundred. So then you message them and just be like, like your first message to them is like, ha ha, a hundred and four. 
Uh-huh. That's your whole message. It's not like, will you buy my quilted thing right now? Do you DM them? Do you go you or do you them. message them? You don't do it yeah. on there. Okay. No, you just message you go them. You like them. they like their stuff. Because it's like your college buddy that you haven't talked to in two oh, years yeah. and y'all were sorority sisters and you're like, ha ha ha, hundred and four. I bet you still have the one, the same one I do. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, just just start that conversation. So you just reach out and you just go, ha ha, hundred and four. And then they'll read it. And then they'll write back and be like, Yeah, it's so embarrassing. And then you can actually have the conversation, say, Hey, I've got this crazy idea. You know, it has to do with t-shirts or something. Like, just start the conversation. Just, like, show up as a person and start to have the conversation. And then, so so that's what most people don't do. Like, what most people do when they're thinking about business is they're a wantrepreneur, right? Oh, that's they, a great word, wantrepreneur. Yeah, they want to play business. Yeah. So that's where, and this happens in Hope Writers, too. Like, when Hope Writers are saying, like, I need feedback on my logo, I'm like, wantrepreneur. You do not need feedback on a logo because you don't even need a logo. You need to figure out where is your audience stuck? Where's your reader stuck? So what you're trying to do with this example is you're trying to figure out who has a t-shirt problem. Because if you have over, I don't know, 100 t-shirts. You got a problem. You got a t-shirt problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So go help the people with the problem. Yeah. Right? And so you're going to have like, you're going to have these different kind of groups of customers, if you will. And the ones you're looking for are the ones who have that problem because people pay for the pain to go away. Yes. So who has a pain? Who has a spouse in their life who is annoyed with how many freaking t-shirts are in the closet? Right. That's the person you go help. Right. Because you're going to provide a solution to that pain. You're going to say, hey, I've got an idea. Here's all you need to do. Yeah. Okay. Take all your t-shirts, throw them in a box, print this label. You can even email them the label. Here, print this label, stick it on the box, send me the t-shirts, and I'm going to do something awesome for you. Uh-huh. And do two or three of those for free. And now you have testimonials. Yep. You have before and after pictures. Yep. You have happy clients. Now you haven't made any money yet, but you showed up for people. And what happens is people refer other people when you, when you get a result, right? Yeah. If you try some new thing, like you go see this movie and you're like, this movie is amazing. You want to go tell everybody about it. Or yep. you just listen to a new artist. You're like, I want to tell everybody about it. So you have to go be that person. So go get results for somebody. And I just have to believe like it will always return back to you. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, there's, for me, I balance on a fine line of like, of not being a friend for marketing, mm-hmm. but being a friend who solves problems. Yeah. Like the leather cover, 100 Days to Brave just came out. And I'm like, hey, if you're getting married, buy this for both sides of the wedding party. So like good. we changed the cover because there was a problem mm-hmm. that we were wanted to solve, yeah. right? And so, but then- I'm going to levy a complaint I have with you. I love it. Are please. you ready? I want to hear it. Um, as I was going through your book on page 178, you have this chart in 180. Sorry. You have a chart of like, if you want to get to this person, yes. here's the people you go through to That's get to right. them. That's right. I hate that. I know you do. Because <laughs> I don't like when people call me to get to Hillary Scott. Mm-hmm. Or I don't like when mm-hmm. people call me to get to you. Or I don't like when people call yep. me and say, hey, my brother's sister's aunt. Yep wants a this from you. So they asked me and I got to ask you. Right. There are times where it feels great. Yeah. And there are times where it feels like you're using. Tell me how you use a people map uh-huh. and don't feel like people are being used. Because I so like good. it when people go like, right. hey, will you sign this for my cousin? I'm like, yes, of course. That's fine. You can ask. We're friends. Ask me that. Mm-hmm. That's part of the gig. But yep. but when it feels like a using thing, how do you how do right. you do that? And that's the subtle balance. And so the, and that's right. not what I teach, right? I don't teach the using thing. But no, you don't at all. Right. No, that's why I brought it to you because <laughs> I, I want it. you to explain it. Because the truth is, like that is a problem. Like, how do you? I call it ethical networking. Like, how do you actually ethically network? Beautiful. The answer is not 
don't network. Yes. That's not the answer. Right. And people will tell you that. Like people will say like, the answer is don't do any marketing. No, that's not the answer. The right. answer is figure out how to do marketing in a way that serves people well and yeah. shows up for them. Yeah. So that is the answer. Like the answer is who can I serve that I already know? Now be wise as serpents and gentle as doves, right? So being wise is I wanna show up for this person and serve them so well that they can't help but talk about the value that I brought to them. Yes. Because that's how it works. Yeah. But here's like the weird like ninja thing is like, you can't actually do it with the intention of them introducing them you to their influential friend. So you need to be strategic about it, but also you need to try, like this is where- Open-handed. Open-handed. About whether you ever get introduced to the second right. person you're trying to get to. That's right. Right. But, but that is how it works. Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, you sell people what they want and you give them what they need, right? And so what you people- sell people what they want and you give them, what, give they them what they need. Right, so what okay. they want is they want a strategy for how do I reach out to an influencer? There is a strategy, but what they really need isn't necessarily the strategy. What they need is the encouragement to, to say, the person already in your life, if you show up for them well, if you really turn towards them, not spamming influencers, because listen, I've done that, right? Don't do that. Instead, really show up for the people that are already in your life because people do business with people they know, like, and trust. Yes. So I, I, I talk about the um, triangle of credibility. This is such a three thing to do, Yeah, right? no, no, I like it. Okay, so imagine like there's this triangle, okay? And it's like, how can I work with Annie Downs? Well, who do I know who knows Annie? Well, who do I know that knows somebody that knows somebody that knows Annie? Like, right? And yeah. so- That's how it works, that's fine. Right, I so there's somebody in your life right now that you already know, and it mm -hmm. might be your pastor, it might be your neighbor, but it's somebody, and just do good work. Mm -hmm. Just do good work, mm -hmm. because that's such a spiritual principle, yeah. right? Be faithful with what you've been given, mm -hmm. and more inevitably comes. Yep. But that's that's the thing, most people wanna skip the line, this happens all the time in Hope Writers. Because you can because of social media. Yeah. You yeah. want to, you write a book. You already wrote a book and you have no audience. Mm -hmm. You don't even know who the book's for, but you already wrote the book. And now you're trying to like figure out my address so you can mail me one. But I don't even know who it's for. You know? Right. So you've got to start with the people in your life. So many of you who want to write a book, you 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 go to the the pastoral staff and you say, Hey, it's a really good idea for us to like post on Facebook every once in a while so people know that we're still around. Yeah. Can I be in charge of that? Like, can I take that problem off mm -hmm. your plate? Mm -hmm. Because they already have a social media problem. Like they right. just don't know what to post. You say, hey, listen, here's what I'll do. On a weekly basis, I'll go through the sermon notes and I'll write a little blog post about what was taught this week. Yes. And I'll do that completely for free. Yep. Do that for a year. Do that for a year. If you look in 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 scripture, everybody who was given a leadership position went through a period of incubation. Yes. Right? Sometimes a very long period. Very long. <laughs> Joseph, David, <laughs> David Moses, Paul, Esther. Esther. Yeah. I mean, come on, right? right? God took a really long time to get them ready so that they could really pay attention, mm. right? And so in that way, you might need that time. Mm -hmm. But but while you're doing that, like think Joseph, right? Joseph was still interpreting dreams while he was in prison. Yes. So yes. you might feel like you're in prison. Hey, that's great. Yep. Still interpret dreams. Like yep. still write while you're in that little prison that you're in right now. Right. And don't even see it as a prison. Just see it as like one day this might lead to something. But even if it doesn't, yeah. even if it doesn't, Lord, it's still for you. Yeah. Right? I have a friend who's doing this work so well that I think you'll like. I actually have been meaning to tell you about him. His name is Tyler Daswick. And here's what he's doing. He Every Sunday, he does what you just described. Mm. Every Sunday after church, yep. he writes dude notes and translates the sermon for guys. And then he just that. for free yep. emails it out. 
And he just emails and, and more people are listening and more people are, and, and now he's moved to a different city and he's still doing dude notes. Well, I'm right. not a dude, yeah. but we're really good friends. And so he sent it to me and I laugh so hard when I read dude notes. And what did I do? I forwarded it to 10 men I knew. That's what happens. Right? Like he didn't ask me to do that. He didn't. And th that's what happens with our books. That's mm -hmm. what happens with the show. Yeah. I mean, I, if someone is connected with this, they're going to tell their people. That's right. Right. That's and right. so with, with his name, we call him Daz. With Daz's dude notes, I mean, they're, they're hysterical. Love that. And I wanted my guy friends to read them. Yeah. And so I forwarded it. Mm -hmm. He didn't, he, and someday he may go, Hey, will you actually forward this straight to Brian Dixon? Right. And because of our history yeah. and because of the work, and because you and I trust each other, mm -hmm. I would go, Brian, yep. you got to read this guy's dude notes. You That's don't have right. to do anything with it, but you got to read this guy's dude notes. They're hysterical. Yeah. And they are. They're great. That's right. But it's he hadn't asked. and But when he does, we've put time into the relationship. Yes. And that that is the industry part. Like, it is an industry. Yeah. So... Like, don't pretend it's not an industry. Yeah, that's right. right. It, like, people make a living by being authors and speakers. And so it's okay to make a living. And yeah. the way you make a living is by serving people. Yeah. Serving them is either having more people that you serve, mm -hmm. serving them in other ways, mm -hmm. uh, or creating other opportunities. Mm -hmm. So, like, that is the strategy part. Yeah. But, and this is, like, listen, I'm the biggest sinner in this, right? If If I'm just focused on strategy and not really seeing people and serving people well, the truth is like the best the best product will just die. Like it'll yes. just die because it's nobody's so like personally connected to it. Yep. So that's where you need to really see people. And I think the best products are ones that are solving a problem. Yeah. It, they just have to solve a tangible problem that people really have. Mm -hmm. And so as you're thinking about your Etsy shop or you're thinking about your book, the question I always have is like, who is it for? And yeah. where is she stuck? Yeah. Because if you can say it's for Cheryl. And she's stuck because she feels really overwhelmed because she's a blah, 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 right? She's a yeah. stay-at-home mom with two kids and she doesn't have any time. And so this is for her. Now I can go find some Cheryl's. Yeah. But but you need to know who is it for. And that's yeah. that's the biggest shift when it comes to marketing. It's not it's not to like go advertise it. It's like, who is it for? Yes. And how can we make sure we show up for them? We do a thing. I'm, we're sitting in my office right now and I it's at my house right now because I'm working on my book at my house. But we have three people we do everything for. Love it. And Hannah, Clara, and Drew. So good. And we have outlined, we look at who talks to us about the podcast. We look at who shows up on my social media. We look at who comes to events and and we've simplified. I mean, it's a bell curve, right? Yeah. But each of those people represent a different people group that I know I'm serving. Yeah. And it is so funny to me when I talk to other entrepreneurs or other people yeah. providing goods or services or help to people. And I go, mm -hmm. well, what's your person's name that you're helping? And they're like, oh, wait, yeah. I don't, we haven't done that. We haven't done that. Acti it really is an activity. We do it every January. Mm -hmm. We sat down with my team, my management, everybody, and we go, okay, is it still Hannah, Clara, and Drew that we're serving? Yeah. Or has my audience changed? Mm -hmm. And everything we do is for Hannah, Clara, and Drew. I love it. And everybody, I mean, again, it's a bell curve. So we have people that are older than Hannah, Clara, and Drew. We have people that are younger. We have That's right. married, single, blah, 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 blah. But when we th we talk about them like they're real people. Do y'all do that too? Do they you are real do that? People. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. for me, I have Cheryl. So I can talk about like, that's who my coaching is for. So I do clarity coaching, right? So we do these Zoom video calls, three Zoom video calls and I help people figure out their audience, their message or their products. Because uh -huh. those are the three legs of the stool. As you know, yep. you have an audience, you know your message and you have your products. Mm -hmm. And that's how you have a sustainable business, right? That's how you have a sustainable dream. 
because people will pay for those things, yeah. right? And you know who it's for, you know what you say, and you know what you sell them or what they actually buy, right? Because mm -hmm. people hate to be sold, but they love to buy. Yeah. So they love to buy things that serve them well. Right. And so that's what I help. So I help Cheryl. So Cheryl's a 35-year-old mom. She has two kids. They're now in school. So one of them just entered kindergarten this year. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. Right? And Cheryl has Thursday afternoons. Thursday afternoon from about two to about six, her, her husband takes the kids, picks up the kids from school, and she gets to go to her favorite coffee shop in downtown Cincinnati. Uh -huh. That's oh, where she lives she in Cincinnati. Lives, right? Yeah, right? we have the same for Drew and- Is that fun? Yeah, yeah, yep. And she's got this favorite coffee shop. She treats herself, so she gets a- um, you know, a, tiram a tiramisu dessert yeah, yeah. and a little shot of espresso. And she takes out her laptop and she she has about 10 minutes, 10 minutes that she goes, I can do this, right? Yeah. So she gets started. So she starts writing a blog post or she starts working on her course. And about 10 minutes, the imposter syndrome comes in mm. and she starts to feel overwhelmed and she starts searching on social media yes. and she starts following everybody and comparing herself to everybody. And then she finds Brian Dixon. And she sees a little bit of encouragement or a little bit of instruction yeah. and it gets her off of social media and, and back, back to, to the work. Yes. And that's what I, that's my social media. If yes. you go to my social media, it's going to encourage you or it's going to instruct you. And that's yes. the only thing I do. And everything I do is for Cheryl. Yeah. And I'm thinking about Cheryl on Thursday afternoon. Is she your main one? Do you just do Cheryl? My coaching, my, my personal stuff that I do is just for Cheryl. Okay, got it. Yeah. Hope yeah. Writers, um, I don't know if we've said her name out loud. It's a real person, yeah, so I'm not going to say her name. No, no, it starts no. with an M. Yeah. And and we actually it's know Michael her. It's Michaelin, isn't it? It's, the, it's, <laughs> it's not Michaelin. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's, yeah, she's a, she's she a female as well. Yes. She's, she's, she exists. She's faith-based. Yeah writer. She's, she's a counselor by trade. Yeah. So she's got some depth and she's got some spiritual direction. And yeah. she's like, she knows who she is, but she gets really overwhelmed with the path. Yeah. She's doing all the right things in all the wrong order. Yeah. And she's really overwhelmed by it. And she's yeah. got the sort of the battle scars and the embarrassment of like the failed projects. Yeah. All those book proposals that never went anywhere. Yeah. That one self-published thing that like no, she doesn't want to talk about anymore. Yeah. And so we meet her where she's about to give up hope. Yeah. And we say, we want to be the encourager of the encouragers. Yes. We want to come alongside her and say, hey, you're amazing. Mm -hmm. You've just been doing this thing in the wrong order. Yeah. So here's the path. And our only goal at Hope Writers is to help her move from stage one to stage two, mm -hmm. from stage two to stage three, yeah. and just clearly showing her the path ahead. Yeah. And bringing in trusted people, we call them Tuesday teachers, you've been one. Yep. Bringing in Tuesday teachers that can help her move from stage one to stage two to mm -hmm. stage three. Mm -hmm. Because she says she wants to write a book, but really she wants to make progress because yeah. people don't quit when they're making progress. That's right. And so for many of you listening right now, like that's what you do. You help people make progress. You encourage your neighbor down the street to not give up on homeschooling. Right. Or you encourage your the people at your church to like, don't give up on God. Like he's yes. still with you even after cancer diagnosis. Mm -hmm. He's still there. Mm -hmm. And that's what you do. You show up for people and you help them move forward. Mm -hmm. It's the best. It ha building those people profiles, Hannah, Clara, Drew, mm -hmm. Cheryl. Mm -hmm. How does someone start that? Yeah. Generally, it's you three years ago. Yeah. So start there. Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? That I'm looking at our assistant, Jenna, because of the growth in me, we see it in that's what it is. Hannah and Clara. Yeah. Because people- That's really interesting. Right. Because you're attracting people who want to be like you. You're attracting people who say, oh, Annie just figured a couple things out. How did she do it? And you can help her skip three years of struggle in a 30-minute podcast. I need you to look at Jenna's face. Both of our mouths are hanging open. Yes. Because you are showing us that's brilliant. That's where you start. 
And the, the, the truth is I wasn't a 35-year-old woman three years ago. Right. Okay. So you got to make some adjustments. Totally. Okay. Yes. I never was Drew. Right. I never was a dude. Exactly. Yeah. But but start there if you're really stuck on like, who do I serve? It's just look back. Where were you three years ago? Yeah. And and most of you listening, you probably keep a journal. Go read your journal. Yeah. Go go on, you know, what is it called? Like um, this day in, you know, like you can yeah. go look at your yeah, Facebook yeah, yeah. from three years ago. Be like, yeah. Oh, Time Brian. Hop. Yeah. Like 38-year-old Brian knew nothing. Mm. He was still burning out people. Mm. He was... Like I can look back on the clients I worked with three years ago and be like, I was such an idiot. Like I did not handle that thing well at all. You made great stuff though. Thank you. You still do, but you've, you. you've never, your quality of product has never been bad. Thank you. So, But the way, I mean, they know, like the way that I, the words I said, mm. my tone, my expectations, my hard drivenness, those yeah. sort of things. Yeah. And so if only, right? It's like the, it's the DeLorean moment. Like if only yeah. I had a, a time machine, yeah, I could go yeah, back yeah. three years and like, I'd probably punch Brian in the face and then give him a hug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'd be him. like, right? And yeah. I'd help him. Yeah. And and so now I have people in my life who like, I see the signs Yeah. and I go, oh, that's what you're doing. And yeah. I'm like, hey man, come like, let's go hang out. And like, let me show you, like, yeah. this is where this led for me. Yeah. Sometimes you have to hit a wall before you're like ready to listen. Yeah. And so that's what we do as, as messengers, as authors, speakers, and bloggers, is we help people who just hit that wall. Yeah. And so that wall sounds like cancer diagnosis. That wall sounds like divorce. That wall sounds like you launched a book and nobody bought it. Yeah. It sounds like getting fired from a job mm-hmm. and because people Google their problems. So you go to Google and you say, dear Google, like, how do I find a new job? Dear Google, yeah. like, what do I do after you know, blah, blah, blah. That's where they find your blog. Mm-hmm. That's where they find your podcast. And that's how you can help them because you're meeting them where they are. And that's what Christ did, right? Christ looked out at the people and he saw them as sheep without a shepherd. Yeah. And in a lesser way, right? In a smaller way, he's allowing us to be the shepherd of people. Right. He's allowing us to go seek that one lost sheep, right? Leave behind the 99 to go find the one mm-hmm. and say, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Can I walk with you? Right. And what does he do? Like the the, the classic painting of the good shepherd mm-hmm. with the sheep around its neck. I'm mm-hmm. sure you know this, right? Mm-hmm. Why is the sheep around his neck? You know this? Yeah, I know. I can see right? the picture, but I don't know why the sheep's around his neck. So the sheep's around his neck, right? So this is like this classic photo yeah. or a classic painting. It's a photo. It's right? a photo of Jesus. It's a photo of Jesus. <laughs> the reason the sheep is around his neck is because the great, the good shepherd had to go find the sheep. Uh-huh. And this, this is crazy because most people don't know this. The shepherd broke one of the sheep's legs. Oh. Broke the leg. And then took the sheep and put it around its neck and in the process of healing, that broken bone being, you know, being healed over time, the sheep hears the shepherd's voice mm. and gets to know the shepherd's smell and never walks away again. And sometimes we need to be broken. Yeah. That was me two years ago. Wow. That is something else. I have never known that his leg had to be broken. Yeah, that feels true. Wow. And now and now you are closer than ever. Well, we lead with a limp. Yeah. We walk in our Man, brokenness. That is, my whole book, Remember God, is the limp yeah. and the blessing. That's right. <laughs> you got them both all the time. Yeah. So if you met me today, you'd probably still say, man, he's such a three. But I also have learned to listen a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I'm learning to slow down enough to like look at somebody's eyes and go, whoa, I'm going a little fast. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or the thing I just said that I thought was funny was actually really snarky. Mm. And I need to pull back on that mm. one. Mm-hmm. And I need to come back and say, hey, sorry about that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. If we treat people like they're hurting, we'll only be right 80% of the time. Mm. I'd love to be right 80% of the time. Yeah. So what if we treat everybody like they're hurting? Mm-hmm. I think about my neighbor who lost her husband a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. We were outside two days ago, Tuesday afternoon. 
all the kids got off the bus. It's like four o'clock in the afternoon. All the kids are riding bikes and all that. And I saw their son and he was struggling to ride his bike because his dad wasn't there anymore. Yeah. And his dad hadn't quite taught him how to ride his bike because he's a little kid. So what do I do? It's like, go fix what's broken. Right. And I go up to Ben and I help, help him ride his bike. And that's what we do. Yeah. We just see what's broken and we say, I can help you with that. And so that's what it means to start with your people right there. It's yeah. just look at your neighbor who doesn't have a who doesn't have a husband and a son who doesn't have a father and just say, listen, I can't do a lot. I can't be your dad, you yeah. know, but I can help you with your bike. Yeah. And you right now who are like, I don't have a message and my marriage is falling apart and I don't know what to do. Yeah, you do. Like you can just show up for your people. Mm-hmm. You can just look at your daughter and say, honey, you are still left. Mm-hmm. You can just look at your husband and say, like, thanks for working today. Mm-hmm. That's where it starts, right there. Just life-giving words. Yeah. Yeah. You messed up everyone in this office. <laughs> you have us all. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, that's what we get to do. Yeah. That's what we get to do. And here's the fun thing. And, like, that sounds fun. Like, it actually does sound fun. Like, it is so fun because Ben started riding his bike and what did I do? I went and got my helmet mm-hmm. and my longboard, my skateboard. <laughs> and he and I raced down the street. Yeah. And he was laughing and it was awesome. Yeah. And then I saw at the corner of my eye, I saw his mom and tear filled eyes. Oh, sure. And it's like, that's what Christ did. Like, yeah. that's what it's all about. Yeah. And so I don't need to go chase an influencer. <laughs> right. You know, I don't need to go like market my stuff. I just need to show up for my people. Yeah. And what will happen is the thing grows because it's rooted deep. Mm-hmm. And that was my life. My life, I wasn't rooted deep. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes that's what God needs to do is he needs to help us, you know, see that and just yeah. go, if you are, if you are, your foundation is the sand, like you're going to get washed away. You've got to trust in me. And that's why we have people in our lives. And here's the thing. I'm not saying go through a 360 assessment, but I am saying that there's people in your life, in your life right now, who are dying to tell you the truth, and you don't want to hear it because you haven't asked them. And that's the one takeaway: is just go ask somebody, like, "Hey, is like, what's one thing I could do to like better show up for you?" I try to ask this to Julie every day, like, "What's one thing I can do to make your day today?" And nine times out of 10, it's like, hey, can you remember to pick up the dry cleaning? Like, it's really, really small. But that's what it means to start with our people. We just turn towards the person in our life. That might be your pastor. It might be your significant other. It might be your neighbor. And just say, hey, I got a little bit of time this afternoon. Is there anything I can do to help you? Because mm-hmm. they know. People know where they're stuck. And if we show up for our people, it's just amazing opportunities that it leads to. Yeah. You don't do it for the opportunity. You do it for the person, but it often leads to incredible opportunities yeah. of connection. And yeah. that's what life's all about. Yeah. I, I think it's just always true that when you obey God and how you serve people or in what he, you hear him saying or obedience always leads to a reward. Mm-hmm. You don't do it for the reward, but that is what obedience, that, that's just part of the ecosystem God set up. Yeah. He rewards those who obey him, Yeah, you know, and, and so you can... It doesn't mean you're going to get somebody's phone number you want, but it does mean you're right. going to experience God in a rewarding way yeah. um, when you are obedient. And and he knows, like he lives beyond time. Like he he knows that Brian Dixon wasn't ready to be on Andy Down's podcast in 2015, mm. right? Like he knows that. And so I just need to trust him as a son, right? 
I just need to look at him and say, okay, like I'm just your your son. Yeah. And I'm just gonna love the people in my life and like, okay. Like, and yes, it can be frustrating. It can be frustrating when you like work really hard on this thing and it doesn't work. And and I work with coaching clients every day, every single day. I have one of these calls and and often it's like like I, I had a client three days ago who had gone to a writer conference, had this book proposal, handed it to an editor at a house we know, yeah. a Christian publishing house. The editor looked at, flipped to the the marketing page, saw how many people are on this person's email list, closed the the book proposal, handed it back, and said, "No thanks, your platform's not big enough." Oh, brutal! Brutal! This lady wanted to like ball up and die. Like she didn't want to sure. show up to my coaching call the I'm next sure. day. And so that that happens. That happens all the time. Yeah, that happens all the time. But it, the question is, what are you going to do with that? Like, what are you going to do with that information? Mm-hmm. Are you going to let it wreck you? Mm-hmm. Are you going to let it rule you? Are you going to let it like, are you like God will redeem those things mm-hmm. if we surrender to Him, and and that's where she like because I had already given her the advice of that, mm-hmm. but in a kinder way, and she just wasn't ready for it. And then when that happened, she had a choice. So we had this coaching call, and I said, "Listen, I think you just need to dial in. Like, who are you really trying to help?" And like, is there somebody, this was my question to her, is there somebody in your life right now, like forget the book, is there somebody in your life right now that you could like reach out to and say, hey, can I just speak life into you? Can 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 I take you out to coffee? Can I buy you dinner? Yeah. She's like, oh yeah, there's a few ladies that have been like asking for my time, but I've been so busy working on my book. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. That right there is the problem. Yeah. I was so busy launching all these courses that I wasn't slowing down to really hear the heart of my clients, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so that's, I think that's the difference yeah. is just slowing down to like hear where they're really at. Yeah. And and for many of you, and this is true for me, like sometimes I have to ask the question twice because people don't even believe that I'm really asking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like what can I do to really help you today? Or what yeah. can I do to show up for you? No, no, I'm fine. No, is there, is there anything I can do? I got 10 minutes. Is there anything I can do? Because they know what you can do to help them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you really did it, <laughs> Annie. I'm glad that we that we can get a lot more of you via book and internet and hmm. hope writers. Thank you for for yeah leading authentically like that. I think it matters to people. Yeah, it's everything. Yeah, that's it's right. Everything right there. Right. The only way I get to help anyone is if I tell the truth of where I am today and where I was three years ago. Yeah, that's the only way that you can only help someone get to where you are if you tell the truth of where you are. So hundred percent. And I'm not sure anybody wants to be where we are anyway. <laughs> the bigger truth is, let me tell you how to not get right oh. here. Let me tell you how to get three feet to the left. That's so funny. <laughs> um, okay, the last question you always ask. Yeah. Because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what you do for fun. You longboard with Ben. I longboard with Ben. What else do you do for fun? Oh, I, oh my! I just love my... I mean, I have a little six-year-old daughter who's just amazing. I, I, yeah, I, I become the tickle monster. Oh yeah, that's what I do. Okay, I want to be the the dad that really shows up for kids. And so, what I do for fun is I adjust my height. I go from being a six foot tall guy, yeah, to being on my knees, looking my kid right in the eye, uh-huh. and becoming the tickle monster, yeah, or becoming right now. I'm like I'm like the um, the Jedi warrior. Oh like, sure, right? Like whatever the kids happen to be into. My kids are also into American Ninja Warrior, so we built an American Ninja Warrior thing in our basement. Like, did you? Is it so fun? It's so fun. <laughs> we got a climbing wall. We have these um, these rings that you can flip around on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that's that's what I do for fun. Is yeah. I just want to I just want to show up for my kids to let them know how how loved they are. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, um, where can we get all your stuff? BrianDixon.com. 
Yeah, BrianDixon.com. You know what I love? This is like my favorite, favorite thing I get to do because it's 2019. Right. Is if there's something I said to you today that you guys listening right now, if there's something that I said that like impacted you, just send me a DM. Yeah. Just just, just send me a message on Instagram. Yeah. You know, my favorite thing is that, that microphone button. Yeah. You know, you just send a DM and you're just like, hey, Brian, I listened to the show today and this is a question I have. Like, yeah. I will get back to you. Yeah. Because like, if I'm not showing up for you, like this whole book doesn't matter at all. <laughs> yeah. You know? So yes, there's a book. It's called Start With Your People. If you want to go deeper onto the practical application of what we talked about today, go, go order the book. It's yeah. available, you know, Amazon, wherever books are sold. Your local bookstore. Local bookstore. Absolutely. Local bookstore. I yeah. love it. I uh, also did the audiobook as well. Which yes. Is really aren't fun. the audiobooks so fun? So, podcast listeners, you know, the audio is, is fun. Yeah. I don't think I cry in the book. I think I got there a couple times. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I yeah. for sure cry right? in the books. Yeah. And I love ad living. Yeah, I'm like, let me fine. tell you what else was happening I right know. here. So, well, Brian, we're really grateful for you. Thank you. I'm excited for all of our friends who are going to start making t shirt quilts. And all the ways. <laughs> actually, actually making money doing it too. That's right. And figuring out who they're helping. Like it has been such a gift to us. We have a lot of different people who listen, but when we think about Hannah, Claire, or Drew, mm-hmm. names we made up, people we made up, yeah. it is so fun to help them and to be friends with them. I just go like, these are my friends. What would I say to my friends? I love that. So What an opportunity. So thanks for helping us know how to do that well. Thanks, Danny. Oh, friends, any great. I mean, my gosh, what a journey. What an honest reflection on someone's life and how it has changed them and made them more and more who they want to be. I'm just so thankful for Brian. I think you'll really like his book, Start With Your People. So make sure you grab a copy of that today off of Amazon or your favorite local bookstore, wherever you love to buy books. And reach out to him on social media. Tell him thanks for being on the show, how much you appreciate it and how much it meant to you as well. Hey, if you need anything for me, I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs, F as in not fans, but friends. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. If there's anything else I can do for you, that's where I'll be. I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out and do something that sounds fun to you. And we will see you back here on Thursday. Have a great week. <laughs>